0: Welcome to the Mind Mapping Show with Mind Mapping Specialist Michael Tipper, bringing you the right information right now to help you understand, use, and apply this amazing technique. Join us each week to discover gems to help you quickly and easily boost your creativity, stimulate your memory, and supercharge your thinking. It has never been easier to tap into even more of your brain's potential using this simple tool. Now, here is your host, the mind mapping maestro himself, Michael Tipper.
1: Hi, this is Michael from Michael on Mind Mapping, and today's interview is with someone who on her website describes herself as a mum, a writer, and student of voice and trapeze, and interestingly, on Twitter, called herself a strategy geek. Now, a former project manager who is now a solopreneur, she is also part of a posse of lady marketers known as the Savvy Sisters on their blog, SavvyB2BMarketing.com. We found her through an excellent article she wrote on how she uses mind mapping in her business and so it is with great pleasure to welcome Jamie Lee Wallace. Jamie, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's good afternoon over here on the East Coast. Thank you, Michael. It's great to be here.
1: Now, thank you very much indeed for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share with us your uh, the way you use mind mapping. So what I'd like to do is first of all, just find out a little bit about uh, what, what what do you do? Who is Jamie Wallace?
2: <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> Um, well my day job uh is as you mentioned before, I am a branding and content marketing specialist. So I work with um solopreneurs like myself as well as um, multimillion international companies to help them define what they do, who they are, who they serve, and then help them to uh brainstorm and execute uh content. So, you know, website content, ebooks, um social media content, blogging, all of those kinds of things. Um, In my playtime, I am a columnist and a sometime feature writer for a couple of local magazines, newspapers, things like that. Um, I am a mom, as you mentioned, and I'm also a crazy cat lady. I have two cats, both of them sitting on my desk as we speak. And my dream job is to be a novelist, and that's something I'm uh, attacking with great fervor in 2013, so looking forward to that.
1: Oh, fantastic! A crazy cat lady. I think um, I, I've discovered recently that cats actually rule the world.
2: I, I, I'm quite sure that they do. They, they rule my house anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love the sort of indifference that uh, cats give me—the look of indifference if I even dare to think about moving them off a chair or coming in and invading their space. It's really quite an interesting. Um, uh, they're an interesting breed of, 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 of living creature, yeah. aren't they?
0: We could, yeah, we could they learn do a think lot. Of, <laughs>
1: Yeah, we we could, we could. Now, um you, you want to be a novelist. Um how long have you have you harbored that as a as an ambition?
2: Oh probably since I was seven. Um but it's taken me all of these years. I, I'm forty three years old now and it's taken me around. Wrap- Are you still there? Yes.
1: So I, uh, I just heard the last speech, or sort of dropped out. A second, So it's taken you 43 years and then, then you dropped out. So tell us about what's taking you 43 years.
2: Oh, to, to, to decide that I actually can write a novel, um, because I, I think I've, this is something I've been thinking about since I was seven.
1: It's interesting how uh, I, I have the similar aspiration to, to write a novel, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do it about yet. But I, I do want to explore writing. Now, now, writing is obviously a key part of the stuff that you do. You say So you write for a local magazine?
2: Um, I, I do a, a column in my local paper that gives me a lot of freedom to write about pretty much anything I want. And I've also done some feature pieces for some regional magazines. But those, as I said, are sort of more Playtime writing um, something I'm probably going to beef up a little bit in 2013.
1: So, so tell us a little bit more about uh, the 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 branding, the, the marketing business stuff that you do.
2: Yeah, that that's sort of the the meat and potatoes of it, and that is all about um, anything from website content to blog content, ebooks, manifestos, um, anything that will help to get that branding, convey those messages to their intended audience.
1: And how long have you been doing the marketing? How long have you been a solopreneur?
2: Uh, I have probably close to 20 years uh, working in traditional agencies and promotions companies and I went out on my own um, about five years ago.
1: Now, was that the project management work that you were doing? I you...
2: I was when I was working in the traditional agency. I was not working on the creative side. I was a they called us web producers. I think they were trying to come up with something fancier than project manager. But my basic job description was herder of cats. I was in charge of budgets, uh, resources, schedules, all of that. Um, and when I first went out, uh, when I first went freelance, I was doing project management um, for some independent clients to begin with and then I transitioned into the marketing strategy and writing part of the business.
1: Uh, I noticed there's a strong feline theme to our conversation because you talk about your crazy cats and uh, herding cats and also on on the uh, SavvyB2BMarketing.com blog, you talk about um, the branding has been a cat and mouse game.
2: Yes, I don't know. You're, you're uncovering something I didn't intend to reveal, Michael. <laughs> oh,
1: dear, yes. I think uh, I think um, uh, if you have a therapist, you've got some interesting conversations coming up. Really. Um, t- now, tell us a little bit about um, your, uh, uh, your posse known as the Savvy Sisters.
2: Oh, the Savvy Sisters. We, uh, I believe that blog is now, I want to say, four, three and a half or four years old. Um, there are six of us. And we met in an online training about writing white papers, which is um, something that all of us have done for our B2B marketing clients. We are all independent business owners, but we come together on SavvyB2BMarketing.com to share insights on a collaborative blog about everything to do with B2B marketing. So everything from the branding piece to traditional marketing, uh, online marketing, content marketing, lead gen the
1: works okay so i i would imagine that's quite uh, i i've been having a look on the blog some interesting stuff of course it's through there that we discovered your um, article on uh, on mind mapping. So uh, let's get on to that topic. How yeah. did you discover mind mapping?
2: I discovered mind mapping um, right around the same time that I went solo because one of my very first clients, who are based out in California, um, had a, a software product, which I'm sure you're familiar with, called Mind Manager by Mindjet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he used it primarily to create... Um, so it was very handy for, you know, showing all of the drill-down menus and pages and the page hierarchy and all of that.
1: Sorry, just you cut out a little bit then when you said what it was about. Well, I assumed it was about websites, so you used it to define websites.
2: Um, he used it to, to create website um, uh, site, site map that would basically illustrate, you know, here's the home page, here's your first level navigation, right. and so on. Okay. Um, but when I started playing around with it and uh, looking into its its intended purpose and doing a little bit of research, um, I was absolutely blown away by the possibilities of what you could do with mind mapping and all the different applications of it.
1: So you did a bit of research on, on its sort of background? Yes. And And where did you go to for that research?
2: Oh. Uh, Google, of course. Um, I, I honestly can't recall who I ended up, um, which which pieces it was so many years ago, but uh, it wasn't long before I started to see all the different ways that people do mind mapping and how they used it, and I immediately started uh, just playing around on my own with the software and also with Sketchbook and Sharpie marker. So,
1: Okay, so you went both routes. You did software and you did the hand-drawn version.
2: Yes, yep.
1: Now, how did you take, um, how, how easy was it for you to get involved with the hand-drawn variant?
2: Um, I think any kind of mind mapping is really easy to get involved with and to, to kind of figure out how to use it because I think, and I hope I'm not a total anomaly, but, you know, I think that the way that, that we tend to process ideas, particularly when we're trying to be creative, uh, is not linear so to be able to capture ideas in a mind map that sort of just, you know, leaps off, it gives you, you know, one leaping off point here, another one there, and you start to kind of link things together, um, Is just a very natural way of thinking and therefore a very natural way to me for capturing the ideas.
1: Now, would you say that you're artistic? Yes. Okay, so you found it easy to do the hand-drawn variant.
2: Yeah. Although to be honest, um, I, I I say yes very quickly. Um, I I have not done a lot of uh, artistic projects recently, um, but I did actually mean to go to art college out of high school and chickened out at the last minute. So that that was why my quick and emphatic yes. Um, but uh, most of my hand drawn mind maps, I don't do too many embellishments, so to speak. I just like. I just like the feel of the pen on the paper, and it tends to, it tends to just bring out something a little bit different than when I'm using software. I find the same thing when I'm writing. If I am writing in longhand, um, I tend to have a slightly different voice than I do when I am uh, writing via a keyboard. So for me, it's just a different way to explore, um, you know, the ideas and kind of let things come out and see see how they come out.
1: So uh, would you say you need to be a good artist to be able to do the hand-drawn variants?
2: Oh, good Lord, no. No, no, no.
1: (laughs) I knew the answer to that question, but I just wanted you to tell people uh, the same thing because I think people are often scared of, when you say, draw a mind map, it opens up all sorts of possibilities of, oh, no, I'm going to have to draw. I can't draw, therefore I can't do it. Oh,
2: yeah, I I know exactly, Michael. I I used to teach... um, a rather arcane art form called needle felting which is basically sculpting with raw wool or or, uh, carded wool and it was very um, very gratifying for me because I would constantly get people in my classes who would sit down at the table and say I'm not creative I have no artistic ability there's no way I can do this and by the end of the class they were just so amazed and pleased with themselves and I think that most people would have that same experience if they just gave mind mapping a try it really can be so much fun, and if you can draw a line, it doesn't have to be a straight line, it can be a squiggly line. Squiggly lines, in fact, are great. You can draw a mind map, it's very easy.
1: It is that easy. Now, with the software, do you still use Mind Manager?
2: I do. I bought a copy for myself. Um, I tried a bunch of other software, freeware, um, and it just having already worked. In love with it, nobody else um, kind of came up to snuff. So I wound up uh, forking over for the uh, the Mindjet um, software.
1: It's it's quite a um, it is quite an investment. I can remember I, I've been using it since it was at version two, and I think it's at version nine or ten, yeah, or even yeah. twelve. yeah. Uh, and it certainly has come a long way. So you you use hand drawn and use software. Do you, do do you use them for different things?
2: Um, I do, actually. Um, Interesting you should ask that because I hadn't really thought about it. But as you asked the question, I realized I do. In fact, um, my my Software-driven mind maps are typically more for my, um, for my business-related mind mapping, but I also do a lot of mind mapping around personal ideas, personal goals, um, you know, sort of, I guess you might call them self-help mind maps, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, and those I definitely tend to grab, you know, my large format sketchbook and a little, um, you know, a jar full of sharp markers and go to town. So I think I think again there's sort of there's a different level of of intimacy with you know the the pen and paper
1: than there is with with the. I, I call them therapy mind maps.
2: Oh lovely yes that looks cute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um Now could could you imagine sort of uh, crossing over and saying okay well let me try and do a business mind map. By hand. How would that feel?
2: Um, I I do that sometimes. It depends depends where I am. I, I typically the the business ones typically wind up in the software purely for the reason that for the most part those needs for for me anyway for my use they need to be very flexible. They need uh, and they they require a lot of um, shifting things around, reorganizing things. So for me, the software with those is just. Perfect because you know it's not written in stone. It's all in pixels, and I can drag and drop things around and and recreate it on the fly, versus having it written um, you know in a notebook and then having to redraw it and redraw it and redraw it. So it's more. I guess it's on that end. It's more of a tactical um, choice.
1: I mean that's a perfect example of of how the software has a um, uh, an advantage over the the hand drawn now. Can you give us a couple of examples of specifically in your business what you would use the um the software for <laughs> um for
2: for everything? <laughs> um, it was very funny, actually, as I was preparing for uh, for our little chat here, I started really you know consciously uh, making a little inventory of all the ways that I use mind mapping um in my business, and I thought, well, oh my goodness, I like everything that I do uh, has a mind map uh, in fact, I mind mapped my notes for this meeting. Um, to kind of get my ideas down, and uh, I'm preparing to give a presentation to a, a, a mastermind group that I am in. Uh, on Saturday, I'm presenting about planning, uh, business planning and um, goal planning for 2013, and I used um, a mind map to, again, get all the ideas down and link up some documents and some um, some web pages so I can go through the whole presentation with them from the mind map. So in, in that case, I'm using it actually as a presentation tool as well as a brainstorming tool.
1: So, so you use it for everything then in business
2: i do i, I outline I outline all of my writing pieces on it um, if i 'm putting together an ebook rather than doing a traditional um, you know the outlines that they used to teach you how to do in school with the Roman numerals and the capital letters and the lowercase letters um, i haven 't done one of those since I was in school, and uh, I, I do all of my outlines for things like that in um, in a mind map format, which my clients adore they 've never seen anything like it. Um, it's, it's new to them, but it's great because it gives you the ability to show the whole picture, you know, on, on one page, basically.
1: Girl, you're obsessed. I I (laughs) Uh,
2: I also use it for taking notes, um, rather than using, you know, like a word document or something. If I'm in a call, call with a client, uh, or I'm listening to a presentation, I use it to take notes. Um, and it's extremely critical to my branding work because um, I really need to, you know, as I was just saying, seeing seeing the big picture all in one place. Um, when I'm working on a branding project, there's a number of areas that I need to look at, everything from the competitive market to the, the, com- the company's customers, um, you know, to do a SWOT analysis, the company philosophy, information about products and services. I need to have all of that you know, in a way that I can see it and start to see the connections between things in order to develop the branding messages. So it's really, really helpful for that. And again, that's, that's another area where I use the mind map not only for my own purposes, but I use it to present to my customers and we collaborate on it. And I have I can tell you honestly that 100 percent of the customers that I have gone through that exercise with are absolutely thrilled with the process because it's so much easier for them. It's so much more clear. Um, and I really think it does get their creative juices flowing uh, in a different way than than seeing things in a linear format in a in a strictly um, text-based format.
1: Jamie, I think I feel like we need to start a 12-step program for this. <laughs> well, you mean people
2: who don't already mind map, right?
1: <laughs> Sorry, say that again.
2: I said you. You mean a 12-step program for the people who don't already mind? Map, not me.
1: <laughs> for us, our addiction. Now, okay, here's here's a million really long question. It's certainly, from what you're saying, practically, there's a lot of practical uses. So, um, could you just uh, you, you sort of alluded to some of the benefits there? So, so why do you use it for your business? What well, what's the value that you get out of it?
2: Oh, it's okay. Um, so, I think the the, cre- the ability for a mind map to kind of free your creativity. Um, you know, I was just just saying that it, I think it's less intimidating than, for instance, having to sit down and write out long form ideas. Um, which is how people often start a brainstorming exercise, for instance. Um, with mind mapping, you can just sort of pick ideas or words out of the air and put them onto your mind map and then start to move them around and you can see the relationships and the connections and start to kind of build up those bigger ideas from all of the smaller ones. Mm. Um, one of the other big benefits I find is is the speed Um, It it makes a lot of what I do a hell of a lot more efficient than if I were to, for instance, you know, if I'm in a meeting, take notes, uh, you know, either long form or in a Word document. Um, If I take notes in a mind map, I can quickly organize things by theme, by speaker, by topic, you know, whatever it is, so that I don't have to sort of go back over the notes and rehash what they, you know, kind of search out for those bits of organization. It's already built into the mind map. Um, And then I think the other thing is for me anyway, but again, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to mind maps. I just think it's more fun. I think it's, it, it makes my work more fun. Um, you know, I think that, as you were saying earlier, I think that visual aspect is something that, that just kind of feels less like work somehow. Um, so I, I just have a good time with it.
1: Oh, fantastic. I mean, it's just, I love hearing your enthusiasm for it. Uh, and the, and the, uh, the benefits are obviously, are so, there are so many, as you say, the, you've ex- expressed really well just sort of the different applications and how it benefits you. Let's have a look now at the, the, the hand-drawn version because um, it's, it's rare to meet someone who, who does both and uses them uh, equally. So what sort of things do you use the hand-drawn version for?
2: Um, I've used them for a number of things. Most recently, you know, I, I might sit down, for instance, and you know what I want in 2013 what are my goals for 2013 and just start kind of noodling around and and thinking about you know well what does that mean personally professionally creatively and just you know let the ideas flow out into the map and um see what I come up with I've I've also used them to um you know to look at my own strengths and weaknesses. so you know anything that just a little bit more of a personal nature I I tend to um to take out the markers in the, the sketchbook and um, just I have a I have a large a large format sketchbook that has probably you know dozens of mind maps at this point um, but it, it's also just it's a really great for me to have that sort of archive in the notebook that I can flip through because it's very easy Mm -hmm. again, you know, if I go back and I'm looking for ideas or I want to see the evolution of an idea, it's a really quick read to take a look at a series of mind maps and kind of see how something evolved more so than, um, you know, if I had written long journal entries or Dear Diary entries or something like that.
1: Mm. Uh, Would you say that the benefits of the hand-drawn are any different to those that you get from using the software?
2: Um, I don't know that the benefits are wildly different I mean I think that they it, the the creative and the the speed are still there um, and but I like I said before I think it's just there's a different level of intimacy with the subject matter with the ideas um, I think there's just something that opens you up a little bit when you're sitting you know unplugged from any electronics you get away from that and just sit down with a pen and paper um, I, I don't a little
1: bit something different in the experience. Sure, sure. Now, as a, as a parent, um, have you introduced mind mapping to uh, um, your kids?
2: Um, I have one eight year old diva of a daughter, and um, <laughs> she has she has seen me mind map. She's only in the third grade, um, but they just started doing monthly book reports. And um it's again funny you should ask that. We have not yet, but I'm going to be teaching her how to use mind mapping to kind of get her ideas down when she needs to do, for instance, a summary of, of a of a book. Um, mm-hmm. you know, to look at the different questions that she has to answer and, you know, put things together because I, I wanna help critical thinking around that rather than just sort of, you know, um regurgitating what it says on the book flap. So putting it in a mind map, I think, again, that visual element, it's so important for learning.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, I think you're, uh, well, she's at the right age to actually introduce it to her um, because then she'll, and allow her to discover for herself its benefits because you'll you'll want to sort of spend a lot of time saying, do it, do it, do it, because of this, this, this. Exactly. Uh, and I discovered there's the the inverse law that uh, the more you want her to do it, the less she'll do it. But because she's <laughs> at a young age, she'll, she'll get it. Once she's got it, then it'll stay with her for, for, for the rest of her life.
2: Absolutely. That, that's my goal.
1: So last question then. If there was someone listening to this who has sort of heard about mind mapping and they're not quite sure whether they're going to get involved, um, what would be your recommendation?
2: Get involved. Uh, I would say don't, uh, don't be intimidated. Um, think of it as play. To start with, Um, you know, I I usually will tell people uh, who are interested in mind mapping, I will usually point them to one of my articles, you know, if it's a friend of mine, there's some links in in the, the articles I've written that will take you off to some other sites and then just do what I did, you know, Google mind mapping. See what you come up with. Click over to the images um, page on Google and just check out what some other people are doing, um, and then you know explore some software. But I would usually say you know start with pen and paper because I think that's that's the least intimidating. It's the lowest barrier to entry, and um, it's something everybody can do. So,
1: Jamie, that's, that's excellent advice. Thank you very much indeed for that. Now, um, if someone wants to get in touch with you and find out a little bit more about what you do, uh, where would they go to find? And what and what what do you do? What can you offer people in terms of the stuff that you do?
2: Well, um, I help people develop brands. I help people develop content ideas and the actual content as as a writer. Um, and I also do a little bit of sort of you know business coaching, so helping people to figure out if their ideas are viable and what they can do with them and, and those sorts of things. Um, I do all of that work from my uh, my business site, which is suddenlymarketing.com. dot com. And the other place where I hang out a lot is Twitter. And on Twitter, I am at Suddenly Jamie. So those are the the two main places to find me from a business perspective. I'm also on Facebook, but Facebook is all play and no work for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> up there, don't, don't ask me any business questions there because I'll just I'll just post pictures of cats, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, excellent, excellent. Jamie, thank you very much indeed for your time. Really, really appreciate it. I've loved listening to the way you use my also the passion that you have for that, and uh, um, I I hope I'm sure that will inspire others to take up my mapping and, and try it out for both a personal and the business side. So Thank you very much indeed. Well,
2: thank you for having me, Michael.
0: Okay. Thanks for listening to The Mind Mapping Show with Michael Tipper. If you like what you just heard, we hope you will pass on our web address, mindmappingshow.com, where you will find archives of previous podcasts as well as other mind mapping tips, tricks, and techniques, advanced guidance, and downloadable resources. This has been a Virtus Limited production. Join us next time for the next issue of The Mind Mapping Show with Michael Tipper. And be sure to tell your friends,